0: This is God's truth in action. Hello, and I'm your host and your guest today for Engaging Truth. My name is David Vaughn. I have recently retired a year and a half ago from being senior pastor at St. John Lutheran Church in Cypress, Texas. I currently serve as a congregation support specialist for the Texas District of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. It sounds kind of impressive, but what it really means is I have a pretty narrow pathway that I follow. I work with churches in their um, process of calling a pastor and also in in strategic planning. It's my pleasure to be here today with you on this Thanksgiving weekend. I'm wondering if you're still thankful with me that the Astros won the World Series, or if that's sort of old news for you. Uh, at any rate, uh, today we're going to talk about the top five things For which you are thankful. And so I'd like for you to think as we get started today, what you would list as your top five. What are the top five things in your life for which you are thankful? Several years ago, we did a um, presentation or, or an opportunity for the members of our church to list things for which they were thankful. And we put them around these ideas things you can taste things you can smell, things you can touch, things you can see, things you can hear. In other words, the five senses. And we had people uh, include a list of things that they were thankful for in each of those categories. And we actually used that as a litany for the Thanksgiving Day worship service that we had that particular year. And I loved some of the answers for some of those. Some of those I did not uh, expect. Uh, Like uh, one of them said, "I, I am so thankful for the smell of a freshly bathed. Baby And I thought, that is a really nice smell. That's a good thing. Uh, More common was, you know, for uh, pecan pie or for uh, roses or things like that. And so as I was thinking about what are the things for which I'm thankful that I can taste, smell, touch, see, and hear, well, uh, pecan pie would be on the top of my list of things I can taste. Maybe you would say, oh, turkey and dressing or uh, some other uh, treat. I like that mashed potatoes or sweet potato pie. Um, things I can smell: roses, uh, flowers. I just think those are great. Uh, how about uh, the, the touch? Uh, on more than one occasion, I have asked when I've been like when I've been sick. I've asked my wife to pray for me and she'll put her hands on my shoulders or even my head, my forehead, and pray for me. That is a special touch. It's something I'm very, very thankful for. And maybe there are things that, you know, people have touched you in a very special way. Maybe an embrace, maybe a handshake uh, appropriately uh, given and received is such a a blessing. Uh, Those kinds of touches are things we can be thankful for. How How about things you can see? my grandchild smile. I tell you when they smile. Or uh, I remember one time I was teaching confirmation class and we were talking about Jesus and the forgiveness of sins that we have through him. And one of the boys in the confirmation class, uh, his eyes just lit up. You could just see him kind of go, you mean that Jesus Forgives us all our sins, and that's uh, the way in which we are saved. And it was it was such a wonderful thing to see. That's something I'm thankful for. As far as things I can hear. I love beautiful music. Uh, I especially love classical music. I think, uh, you know, of Bach and Beethoven. Uh, I think of Stravinsky. I think of Tchaikovsky. Uh, you know, we're coming up to the time of year when we'll have the opportunity to hear the Nutcracker Suite and some of the beautiful music of Christmas. Um, some of the great classical hymns, my favorite 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 Christmas hymn, for example, is um, of the Father's love begotten. I I hear that and it just touches my heart. So there's things uh, for which I'm thankful that I can hear. What are your top five as we're thinking this week about Thanksgiving and being thankful for things that uh, you have on your heart that you would list? And and I think we, you know, most often immediately go to the things we can taste and smell and touch and see and hear, the, the things that we look at in the world around us. And it is appropriate that we give thanks to God for those things. Uh, We recognize that these are gifts. And the, the Bible says in James, every good gift, every perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shifting of shadow. And that is a beautiful promise, a beautiful reminder that all the gifts we have come from God And it is appropriate that we thank God for them. You might list your health. You might list uh, your friends and so forth. So number five on my list, we're doing a countdown today. Number five on my list are things I can taste, smell, touch, see, and hear. I'm going in importance in reverse order. Because more important than the things I can taste, smell, touch, see, and hear I'm also very thankful for the freedoms and blessings that we enjoy in these United States of America. We are in the days now since the midterm elections. Maybe you're thankful that uh, the political ads are no longer assaulting you every time you watch TV uh, or listen to the radio. Maybe that's something that you're thankful for. But really just think about the fact that we do hold elections here and that we're able to uh, speak into the government and and really uh, have it... Uh, Fulfill a function of serving us and for the, for the public good and for the welfare of, of uh, people and culture and our nation as a whole. And so I'm thinking of, of the fact that we do not worry about uh, the fact that we have the freedom to worship the freedom to gather, freedom of speech. Those kinds of things are things for which I am very, very thankful. I I hope you are too. And when I think about that, I think of Romans chapter 13. And in Romans 13, it says, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, one must be in subjection not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. For because of this, you also pay taxes, for the authorities are ministers of God, attending to this very thing. Pay to all. All what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. And if you think about that, it's like, well, I'm not so sure I like all of that. Uh, I'm not so sure that I have the level of freedom of speech that I would like to have. I'm not so sure that um, I like the way my taxes are being spent. Uh, But the freedom that we have here in these United States is to vote, and to express our opinions, and to uh, put into place and put into office those people who will serve for the public good. And for that, I am very thankful. Even though not every vote, certainly not every vote, not every election goes my way, but I'm able to participate and I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful for our rulers because they do serve a public function and we cannot function as a culture and as a society without them. So that's number four on my list. Number five, the, the number uh, first thing I mentioned, number five is things I can taste and smell and touch and see and hear. So number four, in order of their importance, least important things I can taste, smell, touch and see and hear, number four The freedoms and blessings we enjoy here in these United States of America. I wonder what's on your list. Have you made a list yet? Are you able to list five things, five categories of things for which you are thankful? That's what we're doing today on Engaging Truth. We're talking about things for which we are thankful. The top five. Number five, things I can taste, smell, touch, see, and hear. Number four, freedoms and blessings we enjoy in these United States of America. Number three... A family of believers, brothers and sisters in Christ. I especially delight in knowing that I am not alone in my faith in Jesus Christ. One of the reasons that Easter is such a joy for me personally is because the church is full. There are people there who are celebrating and rejoicing in the salvation that has been won for us and Jesus' resurrection from the dead. And that gives me great encouragement. I'm so thankful for the gathering of believers. I'm so thankful for others who are walking with me and following Jesus Christ. I'm so thankful for the fact that I'm not here alone. I'm not like Jeremiah thought he was in the Old Testament when he says, I'm the only one left. And of course, God says, no, there are 7,000 who have not bowed the knee to Baal. And I'm thankful for those who are faithful. Uh, Truly, you know, sometimes we think oh my goodness, uh, the church is, uh, is not growing, uh, it's shrinking, it's, uh, it, it is experiencing decline, and yet there are people who are dedicated followers of Jesus, and I'm thankful for them. I, I remember St. Paul, when he writes to the church in Philippi, they had a special place in his heart And in Philippians 1, as he begins that letter to them, he says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, How I yearn for you all with defense and confirmation of the gospel. How I yearn for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent, and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory and praise of God. Amen. That's his prayer. He begins with this letter to the Philippians with this prayer of thanks to God. He thanks God for these fellow believers in Jesus. And he thanks them not only because they have given him encouragement. The church in Philippi was very... um, supportive and generous uh, to help him support the ministry uh, of the mission that he was on. And he would take these missionary journeys and they would send him gifts to help him just um, continue to survive and thrive in the mission that uh, God had given him and that he he had taken on. And so he was very thankful to them specifically for their kindness and gifts. But he's also thankful for their partnership in the gospel in terms of the fact that they were fellow believers and that they had that same hope and same promise that he had. I can tell you that personally, when people affirm their faith in Jesus Christ, when people express their agreement in the teaching of the church, uh, it is such a a wonderful blessing, something for which I'm thankful. It's number three on my list. Either way, if you're counting down, Five, four, three, or counting up. One, two, three. It's right there in the middle. Things for which I'm thankful. Number five, uh, the the freedoms we enjoy. Number four, in the United States. And number three, the family believers, brothers and sisters in Christ. I wonder what's on your list. Do you have a list? Are there things for which you are thankful? Are there things that you could list? And maybe if you had to say there are five things you're thankful for, how would you list them? What would you say? Would you like to hear my number two? My number two, my family, my wife, children, grandchildren, cousins, nieces, nephews, aunts and uncles that are still living. Uh, what a blessing. And, and I'm so thankful for them. I, I am thankful, first of all, for my wife. She is such a a godly woman for me, a blessing for me, an encouragement for me. Uh, sometimes a uh, corrective encouragement, sometimes a reminder to refocus on the the task at hand. I can remember early, early in our marriage, Uh, We were in Springfield, Illinois. I was in the seminary. This is uh, the school that you go to to be a pastor in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. You go to to college for four years, and then you go to seminary for four years. And I was in my first year of seminary, and it was very difficult for me. I had quite an adjustment to make, and uh, I was kind of behind the learning curve in a number of uh, areas. And uh, I was having to take a remedial class. And that particular class was proving to be a real challenge for me. And I was pretty discouraged. And I, I wanted to kind of, um, well, I even just said, I, I, I'm not sure I want to continue. Um, I had the seven months prior to going to seminary, I had worked in the brick factory uh, in Jackson, Missouri. And uh, during that time for eight hours a day, I would pick up bricks off of a conveyor belt or off of a pallet, and I would move them on the case of the conveyor belt, uh, two in each hand, four at a time, uh, from the conveyor belt into a jig, and I would then uh, band the jig with a steel band and a machine that uh, tied them up together and, and a forklift would come and lift out the bale of bricks and then I'd start a new one and I did that for 8 hours a day. Or I'd take a tongs uh, and and 10 bricks at a time and I'd move them from one pallet to another and put a slurry that was colored and uh, had cement in it it would paint the bricks different colors and, and uh, that was a part of the job. Or other things like that. I was just handling bricks all day long. During those 7 months time I figured I, I handled about 1.2 Million bricks. It was a lot of bricks, a lot of sore hands, a lot of sore muscles, and it was the hardest work I've ever done in my life. I've done a lot of hard things, but this was definitely the tough and, toughest. And whenever I think of the children of Israel down in Egypt having to make bricks, my heart just really goes out to them. And uh, I was thankful when that job was over. But I was discouraged, and I was really almost ready to quit seminary. And my wife picked up a brick. I had brought some home as souvenirs and she handed the brick to me and she said, here, feel this. Do you want to go back to this? (laughs) And uh, I put the brick down and I just turned back to my desk and my books and I kept studying. I'm so thankful for my wife and I'm thankful for our children, our four sons, three daughters-in-law, nine grandchildren. They are a blessing to us. And uh, there's something for which I'm deeply, deeply thankful. When we're able to spend time together, it's such a joy. We just recently were able to take a little trip down to Galveston with our two uh, local younger granddaughters. And uh, I held their hands, and we went out into the waves of the Gulf, and the water was splashing on us, and they were giggling and and laughing, and so was I, and Carrying on and just having a great time. I'm so thankful for those times. This past summer, we did a big, big family trip to Florida and kind of a celebration that, uh, uh, of my re- retirement and Diane's retirement. And uh, we just had such a great time with 17 of us there uh, in this big, big house with 12 bedrooms and 11 bathrooms. It was, it was a great time. I'm just so thankful for times like that with my family. I have aunts and uncles that uh, have been just an incredible blessing to me, uh, spiritually encouraging me and, and just kind and, and gracious to me. And, um, you know, really, I'm thankful for those kinds of folks. Uh, I'm thankful for my nieces and nephews. Uh, we have a, a nephew and his wife, and they're expecting and just looking forward to the time when that uh, child will be born. And what a blessing that will be. We have others that are younger, and and uh, just, just again, uh, I'm so thankful for family. I wonder if you could list your family as one of the things for which you're thankful. I'm reminded of Paul's prayer for the people of Ephesus. And he's praying really for um, all the family of God. But it's so appropriate also as a prayer for family members. And I, I want to just take a moment now to say this prayer that comes right out of Ephesians chapter 3. And uh, it, it, is a, it is a beautiful prayer for family, uh, for which we are all thankful. He says, For this reason, And to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. So as you think about family, and whether you would put them on the list of things for which you are thankful, I'm wondering if you would say, uh, my family's a hard place. Uh, maybe, maybe you're lonely. Uh, maybe you've lost family members. Uh, personally, I've lost two sisters. That uh, oh, I was the oldest in the family, and and both of them died before before their time. And there's a sadness there. Maybe you're in a even more difficult situation where you're all surrounded by family, but they're. They're unkind to you and uncaring and unloving, and I, I want to encourage you to know that you have brothers and sisters in Christ, that you're part of God's family, and that's why this passage from Ephesians three is so beautiful. Ephesians three begins at fourteen. Look, look it up and read that as a reminder of your, uh, of your promises, uh, of God's promises to you and and His love for you, the fact that you are a part of a family, of believers, and that we're part of a family from that is named by God as uh, his special people. So, number five, things I can smell, taste, touch, see, and hear. Number four, the freedoms and blessings we enjoy in these United States of America. Number three, the family believers, brothers and sisters in Christ. Number two, wife, children, husband, children, grandchildren, cousins, nieces, and nephews, nephews things for which you might be thankful. Number one, this is the number one, the goodness love and grace of God shown to us in Jesus Christ. One of the things I like to do whenever I do visit people in the hospital, especially after they are recovering from surgery, is to offer a prayer of thanksgiving for the recovery. But I do that based on Psalm 107, verse 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his steadfast love endures forever. Folks, If you want to be thankful for something, be thankful for something that never, ever, ever changes. And I love this passage for a couple of reasons. It's a reminder that we thank God for his goodness. He is good. He is good. And his steadfast love endures forever. I love that thought of steadfast love. It's unwavering. It's that which is constant. We can turn to God and know that he loves us in any and every situation. Paul, when he writes the church in Ephesus, begins with this praise to God. And it's, a, it's a, an appropriate thing for us to think about at Thanksgiving. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace. God is good. His steadfast love endures forever. His grace is absolute. One of the Bible passages that is often read on Thanksgiving or around Thanksgiving time is the passage from Luke's Gospel where Luke talks about uh, the ten lepers and they call out for Jesus to to heal them and uh, he tells them to go show themselves to the priest and on the way they're healed and one of the priests returns and one of the uh, excuse me one of the lepers returns to give thanks to God and uh, as he returns, Jesus says, we're the nine. Uh, it is a rare thing, it seems today, that people would actually be thankful to God for his blessings, but that is our calling. Paul says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Jesus Christ. So what's on your list this Thanksgiving as we think about engaging truth this week of Thanksgiving, uh, I pray that you have things for which you are thankful. I hope that you are most of all thankful for the goodness, love, and grace of God in Jesus Christ, and that you're thankful for your family, your wife or husband, your children, grandchildren, cousins, nieces, and nephews, for the family of believers, for freedoms and blessings we enjoy in the United States, for the things you can taste, smell, touch, see, and hear, but most of all, for the love of God and Jesus Christ, for his goodness. It's been my pleasure and my joy to be with you this day. My prayer is that you are a thankful person and that you let God know about it, that you express your thanks and praise to God. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this broadcast of Engaging Truth. Be sure to join us each week at this time. To help support our ministry, contact Evangelical Life Ministries Post Office Box 568, Cypress, Texas 77410 or visit our website at elmhouston.org or find us on Facebook at Evangelical Life Ministries. Thank you.